This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. What's going on? We are in a place with the Chicago Bears that I did not expect us to be in. And before the game on Saturday... I didn't necessarily want us to be in this spot because it's a familiar place for lots of Bears fans. It is not a good place. And that is when the backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town. And we have re-arrived. We're back. The backup quarterback is what we're talking about today. And that's because of Tyson Bajant. Tyson Bajant, the undrafted rookie out of Division II Shepard has looked very sharp now in both of the Bears' preseason games. He had an historic career, again, at Division II Shepard, where he was great, 159 career touchdowns, 159 career touchdowns. But on Saturday in Indianapolis, he looked really sharp, 9 of 10 for 76 yards, a touchdown run to go along with that. He was crisp. He was quick with his decision-making. He was smart about it. He seems to know the playbook pretty well, that according to Matt Eberflus. But it's like we got our hands full trying to figure out Justin Fields. And I guess this gives us a reprieve from those arguments, the Justin Fields take us fear, which you piss people off on both sides. If you love him too much or if you hate him too much or if you're too critical of him. So I guess that gives us all a little break from that. But let's get right into it. Part of the Bajan mania right now, I guess a big part of it, is because the Bears' backup quarterback or the supposed number two quarterback, P.J. Walker, just has not looked good. He has just been wholly inaccurate. Big arm, tight spiral, all that kind of stuff, but he's not really coming close on a lot of plays. We've seen this in training camp, for sure, and then you've gotten to see it in the games as well. P.J. Walker in the game on Saturday night, one for four for six yards. Again, Bajan was nine for 10, 76 yards, and the touchdown run. So 
after a night like this and and this continuing pattern of this guy outplaying PJ Walker, where are we with everything? So I was in the Matt Eberflus press conference after the game on Saturday, worked in the locker room as well, but I definitely made sure to have a seat during Matt Eberflus to see what he would say about this situation. So let's get right into some of the audio from the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, on this quarterback conundrum. Flus was asked the question, let me be very specific about this, just so you could hear it in full context. Flus was asked, is the second string quarterback job open? I think everything's open right now. I really do. I think if you have a closed mind, uh, then if somebody's rising or executing or, you know, you always never put a ceiling on any player. You know, you, you know, you, there's never that. You always look for the best in every guy, and, and you'll see guys. All of a sudden, they'll, they'll get into a game, and, man, they start rising up. You know, and this is just easy for them, and it's, 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 they can execute in that moment and in those moments. So Matty Rufloos leaving the door open right there, talking in generalities, which we've heard him do since he got here in both training camps. There's competition everywhere. But we know that there's not competition everywhere, that not every job is open. That's obvious, and we all know that. And Matty Rufloos, you will hear midway through this next cut that I want to play, you will hear midway through, or it'll be difficult for you to hear, but I will just say that a reporter kind of says, well, come on, not every job is open. But here it is from the flu specifically. Here's the next question to him. So, Matt, so does this mean that Tyson Bajan has a legit shot to overtake P.J. Walker and be the backup quarterback to Justin Fields? I would just say that everything's open right now. And it's not just that position. It's every position. You know, yeah, but if, you're, if the guy is you know, in a competition, you, everybody can look at the roster and see who's in a competition. Those are all going to be open. You know, and I think that if you if you close your mind off to that, then you might be missing on something. So, you got to let it play itself out. Is what we always say as coaches. You know, don't don't predetermine things. Let things play out, and that's the way you do it as a coach. And you'll find that that that's usually the best decision. Yeah, I'm still trying to perfect Matt Eberflus' ease and try to dig into or infer from what he's saying and having been a part of 97% of his press conferences, being that he answered it similarly both times, I do think that their eyes are open. They're kind of like me. They're kind of like, okay, all right. Nothing is guaranteed here, although $2 million is guaranteed to P.J. Walker, which, you know, you could swallow if you'd like. But I think that's what they're doing. They're saying, all right, this guy's pretty interesting, is it possible that this guy is somebody that actually makes the roster? So I think they are looking at it that way. And it's interesting to see in that third preseason game how the time is divided up amongst the quarterbacks. I do believe that I would like to see Justin Fields play. I think he will play in the third preseason game, but that has not been decided. That's just me thinking about some of the things that Flusa said. But we'll find that out this week. And. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I should say, too, that Nathan Peterman also had a good game, 10 of 18 for 115 yards, 
had a just a gorgeous pass. Actually, I think it was probably the best pass of the preseason of any Bears quarterbacks, where he rolls right, throws it 35 yards down the field to my guy, Doris Fountain, standing in the end zone. Good catch by Doris Fountain, who incidentally had five catches for 86 yards in the game as well. I've been picking him to be my guy in all of these preseason games so far. And if you just keep picking it, you're going to get it right eventually. And Fountain was absolutely terrific. So we've got a situation on our hands. And yeah, hey, man, I'm here to follow the story as well. Like I said, like there is reason to be pessimistic, if not cynical, about this situation. Just because Bears fans, we've all been burned badly through the years with things like this, with the unknown quarterback, the Henry Burrises of the world, and thinking that they're going to be top notch. And then it's like, oh, not really so good, even though we are, we're all clamoring for that guy. But it's just undeniable at this point to ignore it and say, you know, he's nothing and he's not going to make the roster. He is opening eyes. There is no doubt about it, whether I like it or not. Let's hear one from Tyson Bajan. I actually asked this question to him after we heard from Matt Eberflus. I asked Bajan, what is your understanding of the depth chart and what you are playing for or you know essentially trying out for on this team now the only understanding that i have is to just handle the operation and the play that's given to me as smoothly and as efficiently as possible that's the only understanding that i have up until this point (laughs) pretty good answer and he's smooth at the podium no doubt about it interesting likable guy so this you know like i said the situation will continue to be monitored tyson bajant pj walker Nathan Peterman, the backup quarterback competition is on. The depth chart is still to be decided, I think. All right, a few other notes from the Bears in my week. I spent the whole week in Indianapolis. I was there for the dual practices on Wednesday and Thursday, off day on Friday, and then the game on Saturday. And a few other things. Cody Whitehair, Matty Reflus was asked, is it a serious injury that Cody Whitehair has? And he said, no, he Kept it very concise, so that was good to hear, even though Doug Kramer seems to be doing just fine as the backup, and he played a ton in that game on Saturday. So Doug Kramer getting his work. I do like that we're seeing some of these second-year Ryan Poles draftees on the offensive line get work. Jatiri Carter has been playing a ton. You know that for Nate Davis. Doug Kramer, like I mentioned, you know, you throw in Braxton Jones, what he did last year and what he's doing this year. You know, Ryan Poles is making a point to have his staff develop these guys. And, you know, you're not going to win on every pick, but we're seeing some development, which is really good. By the way, on Nate Davis as well, the supposed starting right guard, there was a report on Fox 32 local on their pregame show ahead of the Bears game. They broadcast the game. Cassie Carlson, who was on the beat and works for Fox 32, had an interview with Tyree Carter who said that Nate Davis has been dealing with some personal stuff off the field. So hopefully that's something that will stay out of his business and that he gets taken care of whatever he needs to get taken care of. We spoke to him recently. He did not reveal any of that to us, but obviously in a situation like that, you just say, hey man, get yourself better. And hopefully he is a big part of this Bears team as well. So a few other things. Terrell Lewis continues to be extremely impressive. He had another sack in the game. And, you know, he's been around for three years. This is his fourth year in the NFL. And he was asked, do you think you're going to make this team? And he said, or you should. 
And he kind of said, yeah, but, you know, hey, if I don't, I'll, I'll be on somebody else's roster. He knows he's done enough. He knows that he's going to land someplace and be part of somebody's defensive line. And it's not with the Bears, but he's starting to earn his way onto the team, I think. Tyreek Stevenson, another interesting game. Man, Tyreek Stevenson kind of just did in this game. The Bears rookie cornerback did what he did in this game, the same thing as he did in the first game. And that was he had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. This time it was legit. Hit a guy out of bounds. And then he had an interception go through his hands. And he said his words, Tyreek Stevenson's words, that's unacceptable. And Matt Eberflus, you know, kind of I don't know, insulting his insensibilities is the right word. But that doesn't sit well with Flus when you got cornerbacks missing interceptions. But, hey, that's a perfect learning opportunity to get that stuff out of your system during the preseason. Javon Dexter, I, I had a little talk with him. I zeroed on him as much as I possibly could. And it seemed like they're not throwing double teams at him or anything like that. And he struggled, I thought, with a lot of his one-on-one battles. But there was one time where he and I think Zach Pickens both broke through, put the pressure on Gardner Minshew, forced him to make a bad pass on third down, and subsequently Indianapolis was punting. So that was good to see. And, I mean, I guess that's the life of a defensive lineman. You, you fight, you fight, you fight, and then you break through, and that's what Jervon Dexter did. And he told me that the guards and the centers are giving him all sorts of different looks, and he pointed to his speed and his size in terms of the way that they are handling him right now. While we're talking about Zach Pickens, he had another three tackles in the game. He continues to be impressive as well. Travis Gibson, not as present in this game or not as playmaking in this game as he was, but he did have three assists in the game. He needs to have big games in the preseason. So the third and final preseason game maybe last call for Travis Gibson to really show what he's about going forward on this team, unless the Bears have made a decision to keep him already. Obviously, we don't know that. Lastly, I'll just say I thought it was interesting that we saw a lot of Jack Sanborn in the game, along with Noah Sewell. Both of those guys were the primary linebackers for a lot of the first quarter in this game. I think maybe even into the second quarter in Sanborn's case. And Sewell was out there a lot. So it does make me wonder if those two are indeed competing for the linebacker spot. I really didn't think that before this game. You know, if I was pressed to say, I do still think Jack Sanborn is going to be the starter over Noah Sewell. But they clearly are showing us that that is one of the legitimate competitions that is going on in this preseason. And no matter what, we're going to see Noah Sewell on the field. He's going to get opportunities. But I still think that uh, Sanborn deserves and probably will get the first crack at that spot as far as the linebacking core is concerned. So, yeah, another busy week at Hallis Hall this week. Things are changing just a little bit. Everything, we're not going to have as much access starting this week because the actual training camp portion of the season is now over. So we don't get to watch the entire practice, very little of it. So you're not going to see all the live tweets and all the highlight tweets and all that kind of stuff. So this is where things start to tighten up a little bit, which is good because that means we're getting closer to the actual season. So thanks for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you guys watching and listening. Check us out on YouTube or just listen to the audio wherever you get your podcast. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody. Have a great day. See you.